Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for a shot or no shot. It is brought to you by... That would be ESPN Bet, baby. Now live in Illinois. Sign up today. New users get $100 in bonus bets with any sports book bet. We say good morning to Shea W. Norley. Good morning, boys. And Hoodie, I see you laughing. I'm looking over your shoulder at what was just on the television on Get Up. I'm just going to start shot or no shot with it because it's one of Cap's favorite topics. This is totally impromptu, uh, organic. Cap, on Get Up just now, fact or fiction, we'll do shot or no shot. Uh Uh, Andy Reid has surpassed Bill Belichick as the greatest coach of all time. Shot, shot, shot. Please. Yes. He's a better coach than Belichick. Yes. Dan Graziano disagrees. Good. Get back on your Peloton, Dan. Uh, He did the Peloton for like every day for a year. Yeah. He's a good dude. But he's wrong. Mm -hmm. Belichick's a great coach. He's a Hall of Famer by every stretch of the imagination. I get it. He's also like 20 games under five hundred without Brady. A. B. I just think Andy Reid... Is a better coach. If you told me I could hire one or the other, I'm not denigrating Belichick. He's a top 10 coach by any stretch of the imagination. Number one, I'll go Andy Reid. Yes, I also will go Andy Reid in that spot because Belichick is unemployed. Shot or no shot? Here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right. Saban's on there. There's some others. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have talked about Patrick Mahomes' performance in the Super Bowl and how it proved the Bears cannot keep Justin Fields. I don't think that's necessarily wrong, but my biggest takeaway was a bit different. The end of the game, to me, was about Steve Spagnuolo and his willingness to dial up blitzes, be aggressive, and pressure that actually gets home. A consistent pass rush. Mm -hmm. Shot or no shot. As important as quarterback is, it's still all about the pass rush. That's a no shot because I'll go back to the previous question. Is it about the quarterback? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now, is pass rush on the list? Of course. Yes, you want to get to the quarterback. Absolutely. Kansas City, the hallmark or the distinguishing characteristic, I should say, of Kansas City to me was the defense this year. This is no shot at Mahomes. This is the worst team Mahomes has won with as a whole. But I think that the defense has, to me, stood out more so than the offense for Kansas City because of all the drop passes. Guys that were shorthanded, like a Travis Kelsey. Don't worry. Throw it to Kelsey. He'll catch it. Nope. Dishpan hands. That doesn't get it done, Cap. You've got to be able to catch the football. It wasn't like, you know, bad passes like a Fields to the left, to the right, catch it by your shoestrings. No, they're on the numbers. People are just dropping it. Valdez Scantling. I mean, you're dealing with a guy in the Super Bowl, which we didn't talk about yesterday. It's a Super Bowl, brother. Why are you running backwards? Why are you running backwards? Now it's second and 17 on the first down play. You remember this, right? I do. Why are you running backwards? This is the crap that Mahomes had to deal with. He's my guy. I love I love Scantlin. I'm good. Yeah, because he had to put on a good face. Just like, you know what? Just next play. Next play. And so, no, no, I, it's about the quarterback. That's a shot. Look. You don't win without both things being true, but they have the hitman at quarterback. 
He's the best who ever did it, probably. Or two at this point. Brady, him, him, Brady, whatever. They're both amazing. But you also aren't winning without that defense. That defense is incredible. Steve Spagnuolo may not have been a very good head coach. He's an outstanding defensive coordinator. And the personnel fits his style of defense. Now, can they keep it all together? Is Chris Jones playing for the Bears next year? I don't know. He's going to probably be somewhere else. I don't know how they're going to keep him, but maybe they can. So we'll see. But, yeah, that is how I would answer that question. I just I think back to that third and six play on the final drive for San Francisco. And if Steve Spagnuolo doesn't have the cojones, I mean, he's dragging the ground when he walks, to <laughs> send McDuffie on a blitz and know we are going to heat up Brock Purdy and he's going to mess up this throw. They lose the game. And it, it doesn't matter how great Patrick Mahomes was. If you don't have the pass rush that can get there well, and disrupt you Brock Purdy, you're going to lose the game. Because if you give Brock, Brock Purdy a clean pocket with those weapons, he's getting a first down on third and six. Okay, so even if they score a touchdown, the Chiefs could have, They could have run the clock out. It was inside two minutes. Kansas City had two timeouts. It was They could have run the clock out, kicked a field goal, zeros, game over. Wasn't the play that he blitzed in overtime? No, third and six. The play that he blitzed at the two-minute warning in the fourth quarter? No, I was talking, didn't he blitz as well in overtime? Yeah, but I'm talking fourth quarter, final drive, San Francisco, and he blitzed McDuffie, and they had to get off the field because San Francisco could have ended the game with a short field goal. Got it. I was talking about the overtime blitz as well. They're, they're, I mean, all no, of them. No, no, it's just Kansas City's defense. To me, that stands out more than anything else. And did That's you see, the MVP, that defense. So, my buddy Guff and I, he said to me, let's bet Trent McDuffie to be MVP. So we did. Mm-hmm. At astronomical number. Kurt Warner came out yesterday and said, to be honest with you, I would have voted Trent McDuffie the MVP of the game. He said, I get the last drive. Mahomes took you down and won it, all that. I get it. That's fine. He said, other than that, I would have gone Trent McDuffie. How about that? He was amazing. Amazing in that game. Remember the play where he batted the ball away in the back of the end zone when Debo Samuel was open? Mm -hmm. It was an incredible play. Shay. All right, a lot of the focus on the offseason and free agency, which is now officially right around the corner. In terms of wide receiver, we've talked a lot about T. Higgins. Cap, have you reached out to his mother yet? Yeah, we're having lunch tomorrow. Oh, let's go. That's wonderful. Recruit him. Uh, But T. Higgins, according to a lot of people, isn't especially likely to even hit the open market. There is another Bengals receiver that as of this morning, there are reports he will test the market. Tyler Boyd has been productive as the third option in a great receiving core in Cincinnati. Bears obviously likely to use the number nine pick on another skill player. Could be Roma Dunze, your wide receiver too. Tyler Boyd at PFF projected to get two years, 18 million. That's not bad for a third wide receiver. Shot or no shot, Tyler Boyd should be a target for the Bears when free agency begins in March. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not paying that kind of money for him. I'm not. Pass. Thank you. Thanks for coming. He's okay. Bill Belichick has joined us. Um, I think he had two two touchdowns <laughs> this year. He's okay. He's, he's a solid football player. Yeah, I'm not paying him $9 million a year. Thank you. Pass. So you're just going to go young in that spot and then Mercedes Lewis rolling back out there again? I mean, he's not in there to catch passes. <laughs> I'm going to get Why not? Malik Neighbors or yeah. Roma Dunze or Marvin Harrison. I'm hoping to come up with one of those three 
to go with DJ Moore, and then I'll figure out the third spot. I'm yeah, not it's paying. Tyler Boyd, no, nine million I'm, a year. I'm not spending that kind of money. I would rather upgrade my offensive line and upgrade my defensive line and put the money there. That's a shot. I would. Uh, I could still be able to do both. I could do both things. So yeah, I, anything to be able to help this young quarterback. Apparently, that the Bears are going to get in Caleb Williams. Whatever it takes, it's going to take veterans to be able to surround this rookie cap. I mean, it's one thing to draft a wide receiver, say at nine, but you also want to be able to get a vet- veteran presence. I think that that is is paramount for this iteration of the Bears. If you're going with a rookie quarterback, you have to surround him with experienced talent. So I, I got no problem with that. I got the money. This is this is why I tanked. I got the money, and I got draft capital. I'm good. Shay. All right, still a lot of people talking about Tony Romo's performance as a color commentator in the Super Bowl. A lot of criticism for some of the stuff he did. Here he is, randomly singing Adele. Well, we're halfway through the second quarter. All we have on the board is a field goal. Take it to the commercial there, Mr. Romo. Hi, it's Andy in Stone Country. <laughs> okay. And <laughs> what the hell? Tony was in Snow Country, apparently. Yeah, I'm Andy in Snow Country. I'm leave that alone. Uh, here he is. Wow. Hi, Andy in Snow Country. Is he hanging out with Courtney Cronin? Uh, here <laughs> oh. he is stomping all over the game-winning touchdown. We moved to the second quarter. That's right, because I can only feel people out there being like, "What's going on?" First and goal. Mahomes flings it. It's Jackpot, Kansas City! And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special. We talked about he was saving all day. He's going to fake a motion to go across. And at that moment, he turns and goes back. Hartman, who they didn't have, right? And they go get Hartman and bring him back. And the game-winning drive of Mahomes' career. He's been waiting for his one Super Bowl, but he's never had it in an overtime. He is the best. He is the standard when Michael Jordan wins it again. I mean, Hoodie, you you do play-by-play. Has this guy ever heard of letting a moment breathe? Shot or no shot here? CBS should try to replace Tony Romo with Greg Olson. No shot. Uh, What's wrong wrong with Greg Olson? Greg Olson's great. Mm Mm-hmm. Tony Romo's not going anywhere because they paid him $180 million. I Look, does he have things he can get better at? Yes. This ridiculousness of piling on everything Tony Romo does, that's just stupid. I thought Tony Romo actually had a really good day. Would, would I like him to let the last moment breathe a little bit longer? Yeah, probably. They'll yeah. work with him on that. But this... Tony Romo sucks. Tony Romo. It's just stupid, in my opinion. Someone's opinion of Tony Romo is stupid, you say. Is that what you just said? In my opinion, mm-hmm. that this everything he does, he's horrible. He's a, he wasn't horrible. He actually did a pretty solid job. Did he have things? Everybody, you've done a billion games. You get done with the game, you're like, God, I wish I would have done that. I wish I wouldn't have said that. That happens every game. Yeah, I just think for the amount of money that they're paying Tony Romo, there's still some polish that needs to be had in his delivery. There still needs to be polish. Here's the thing. What CBS did is they cut his balls off, and that's the problem. When he first came on the scene, he was calling every play before it happened. Steve Stone could do that now as a color analyst for the White Sox if he wanted to because he knows where the pitches are going. He, you know, Especially even before PitchCom, Cap, 
you know, you put a sign down, Stone knew where the ball was going. Correct. He could call every – and so if you remember, Romo was calling the plays out or the tendencies before it happened. CBS told him to stop doing it. And so now if I can't call those plays or the tendencies, then where's the color? And so that's where I think he's caught up in between as an analyst. Now, again, it's over the top. You know, in that scenario, I'm, I might have to stop sign up because let the moment breathe. It's television. You don't have to go over the top and then go with your analysis. I know one person that would put the stop sign up. That would have been Kevin Harlan because I've seen him do it. He calls the play and then let it breathe. One, two, three, four, five. Now go ahead because it's television. And Romo kind of just he kind of just trampled in on Jim, on uh, Jim Nance. I know it's an unconventional booth, but I just think that Tony still needs some polish as a color analyst. There's no question about it. There's no doubt that he needs polish, but this every single thing he does, he's singing Adele. Who gives a flying rip? I do. I don't like it. It's like my. It. It's Dude, just you. As, you and, and you're entitled. That you, you criticize every single thing he does. Because I don't like him. It, just as much as it's your will, you are valid to have the opinion that he's good, it's valid for me to have it that he's not. Like fourth quarter, two-minute drive, Patrick Mahomes with the football going down to win or tie the game. It's intense. I'm on the edge of my seat. You know what I don't need? Romo babbling on nonsense and doing pre-play telestrator. Let the moment speak for itself. Hoodie, you brought up a great point. Watching, I kept feeling like he was doing a radio call. I don't need you talking over everything. I can see what's happening. I like pre-play telestrator. I like that. Yeah, I just think that brevity in in some moments, though, you just got to be able to wait. You know what that you know what what Shay's talking about, though, is letting the moment breathe because it's end, on television. Yeah, another you know five or six or seven seconds, yep. then give your analysis. No problem. And I said, I said there are things he's got to get better at. He didn't go to broadcasting school, but I I find him entertaining. I enjoyed his call. I asked the guys in the room, "What you think?" They all said, "Yeah, he did a nice job today." I thought down the end when the clock's ticking down, I got people in the room with me going, take a time out. You're going to run. He said, hey, everybody, relax. This is like the first quarter. When it runs out, we just keep going. Are the people who liked Tony Romo in the room with you right now, Kaplan? Three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six out phone number. No, no, Shay. I don't walk in those circles. I was not invited. Damn. All right. He was invited. He had a UIC basketball game. No, I was not invited. That's fine, though. I was, but see, if I'm in the at the party, I told you what I would have done. Headphones in, Harlan. <laughs> I invited him. I said, "You want to? Yo, you got a game, huh?" He said, "Yep, uh, I got a game." Uh-huh. And he said, "I like to listen to the radio call." That's exactly. Like, oh my. God. Yeah, Harlan and, and and Warner, fantastic job. That's what I want. Touchdown! <laughs> That's what I want. It's a touchdown! It's a touchdown! That's what I want. That's it. Uh, around the NFL, the way too early tears edition. Oh, man. Who's going to win the Super Bowl next year? Find out next on Captain Jay Hood. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Captain Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really 
thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Now time for Around the NFL here on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Albert Breer uh, with us at 835 right here on Captain J. Hood. But first, Around the NFL. Here's Tony Romo. Here's Shay Norling. Shay. Hoodie, I got eight tears. I can't wait to go through it. <laughs> this would be the guy who would have hated John Madden. <laughs> here we go, Jim. <laughs> All right, I got eight would you, tears. Would you have hated John Madden? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, God, with him going, <laughs> boom, oh, he's circling the turkey, and he's got, look at this, he's doing telestrating at the concession. <laughs> yeah, set. but he felt authentically fun. Romo always feels like he's forcing it a little bit. <laughs> is there is there a lack of talent in this building, Jim? Shay, how does Tony Romo order his coffee? All right, I have eight <laughs> tiers. Wow. I have sorted all 32 teams into way too early tiers for the 2024 NFL season. A lot of booger sugar, Jim. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, we start at the bottom, Hoodie, yep. with the, Let me get it. the deepest layer of hell. May God have mercy on you, tier. This team, I don't know how they get better for, like, the next five years. May they God. are horrible. May it God is the, mercy. <laughs> the deepest mercy. layer of hell. May God have mercy on you, Tier. Okay, it's the it. Carolina Panthers. Panthers. That's it. I don't know what they do. All right. Miles Sanders money. You got a terrible quarterback. You're blowing head coaches out after six games. I, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, the long and painful rebuild tier. Long and painful rebuild. Okay. New England, Tennessee. I still think Denver is there and Washington. Yeah, I I would agree. Now, if Denver gets the quarterback right, they could turn it around quick. I just don't know what their path is. They're going to sign Kirk Cousins. Is that really enough? Does that actually derail what you do down the road? Are they drafting one? They're deeper in the draft. If they maybe if they get like a McCarthy Knicks Penix type, or they trade down to do that, but. It feels like a, you're pulling the lever on a slot machine with that team. This feels so much. It feels like Spurrier to the Redskins. That's what that's what it's starting to be. And I'm not. Hey, that coach knows how to coach. Sean Payton knows how to coach. Yes, but he's got to have the right quarterback. He's got to realize. Hey, man, there's no more Drew Brees out there. If he had been available, if he sat out another year, he would have been out of contract. You would not have had to give up anything for him. If he had done one more year of TV, did the Bears blood Eberflus to hire him uh, with the number one pick? Well, how about this? Would they still have had to trade for him? Yeah, does I he, don't think so. He I think didn't he have the been, rights. I think he would have been a free agent. I'll look it up. Okay, you want You asked me the question. You mm-hmm. know what the answer is? It's a no shot. If George has anything to do with it, why? Because he wouldn't pay the money. Strong personality. So what? No, 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 no. It's fair. No. Strong personality. Yeah, they, what have we talked about? They haven't done it since Ditka. Right? Right. Imagine. Now, he rules the roost in Denver. I've told you. I've got plenty of intel and people that work at, with the Broncos organization. He runs that thing. Yeah, he's he, the boss. He blew out a Hall of Famer and Russell Wilson. Imagine him at House Hall. Good morning, Sean. F off. Okay. See you later. <laughs> Could you imagine? Roller skating around. Huh. Huh. <laughs> He's got a scooter going through oh, the halls. Oh, that that would not work. Too strong a personality. Do you think John Fox was strong? All right, Shay. Yeah, he was locked up through 2024. 
So you still would have had to give up significant compensation to get him out of the last year of the deal. So no shot. Probably not. Uh, yeah, the long and painful tier, New England, Tennessee, Denver, Washington. Okay. Uh, sort of right direction. I still think they're a year away tier. Year away, still year tier. away. Arizona, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the New York Football Giants. <sighs> Arizona, a year away. You're optimistic. Yeah, I think this year they're going to move a little bit forward. I liked what Gannon did, especially early in games. They came out fighting, man. I think that coach is a good motivator. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I think they're a little bit like what the Bears were this year, where they'll take a bit of a step, but not enough to be serious. So, Shay, what I would like to know, I'm not asking you now because I know you don't have that on your screen. I'm just wondering what the win total could be for the Chargers first year with uh, Harbaugh. Because there was five wins last year, or this past season. I that wonder all they won? Five and 12. So I'm wondering what the win total would be. I don't even, the win totals aren't even out yet. They won't come out until free agency and you have an idea of what the roster would actually look like. Yeah. I would think it would be in the eight, eight and a half territory. And it's a year away from being a year away from that standpoint, right? Probably non-playoff and then the big leap. Yeah, I think this year's going to be non-playoff, but they'll be better. And then the year after, I mean, it's Jim Harbaugh. He turns things around fast. They could contend for a Super Bowl. Well, they got to clean up a lot yeah. of cap issues. The, the problem with them is their cap sheet is horrific. Uh, all right, the stuck in the middle with you tier. Stuck in the middle with you. I can't move these teams down, and I can't really find a reason to move them up. Minnesota, Vegas, New Orleans, Seattle, and Jacksonville. New Orleans, Jacksonville. I think Minnesota. Okay, I think Jacksonville could take a step. I do. They need a little bit better health. They got to get a, another receiver in there. Problem a is lot of drop passes. Their division now is surprisingly good. It's the same thing with Minnesota. I don't think Minnesota's getting meaningfully better, and the Lions and Packers are both good. And the Bears are trending up. Now, the, if the Vikings had had a decent run at quarterback, they're a playoff team in 2023. If Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt, that team's going to the playoffs. How much does the, the Pierce hiring and that feeling wear off or does it wear off through 17 games i don't know i mean as interim you mean pierce is just like the players right he can relate to the players he's still young enough i just want to know what that looks like especially at the quarterback position for them and then from there you mentioned the saints it's i say you it sounds like you're saying like you don't know what to do with them, even in this bad NFC South. Yeah, I'm with him on that. They just owe Derek Carr so much money. And it's not that Derek Carr's terrible. He's just not good enough to eat the percent of a salary cap that he does. All right, next tier. This is teams that made the playoffs that I think it's going to be very difficult going forward, in large part because of their cap sheet. Well, wait a minute. That's a lot to write. So <laughs> playoff, Playoff regressors. Playoff regressors. All right, writing it down. The San Francisco 49ers, the Cleveland Browns, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, and because they have a lame duck coach, and I don't know what the hell they're going to do with their quarterback, the Dallas Cowboys. Playoff regression. What do you think? You, did, you talked about your Cowboys there, Skip. That cool. NFC East, too. No team has won it in consecutive seasons since, like, 2000. Dallas regress with some regression? I don't think so. I think Dallas takes a step. I'm not telling you to win the Super Bowl, but I'm telling you they're going to be back in the playoffs. Yes. They've been taking a step every year for 35 years. <laughs> I mean, this is... Do you have an early ticket on Dallas I haven't again? I have him yet. Okay. Uh, nothing yet. I mean, let's say playoff regression. 
Okay, lame duck year for McCarthy. God almighty. And Dak, I would say also. I like Dak. Just, but there's a ceiling there, Cap. That's all. That's a good team. It's a good team. A good roster. They'll get Diggs back from his ACL. Who's that? Trade on Diggs. Uh-huh. They'll get him back. Micah Parsons. They got a good team, man. How about how about Shea's choice of the Ravens, though? How about that? Cap sheet's brutal. You're pay- now you now the Lamar thing hits. You're paying him a ton. Hmm. I don't know if they can bring back that entire defense. I don't know if they can add the weapons that they need. Is Zay Flowers going to be enough going forward? Is he going to get his head right after that title game? Like that that felt like a now or never moment for me. And it, Lamar showing up like that in that spot, I don't know. I don't know. Team top five all time. I told you, if they got it done, they didn't. They failed. My God. If they got it done, all the advanced analytics would have supported that take. No shot. They literally would have. But okay. Shay, um, I'm going to, to move Cleveland to stuck in the middle. I don't know what to expect there. That's I fair. I don't know what to expect there. Playoff regression, stuck in the middle, I think is the same category for Cleveland. I just don't know how to read that. All right. But he makes a big swing on San Francisco, too, says there's playoff regression. About same that? thing, cap sheet, brutal. They're going to have a lot of decisions they got to make. And Tampa also playoff regression. All right, next uh, tier? Uh, frisky with a quarterback. Frisky. The, these four teams, if they can get the quarterback right, watch out. Okay. Chicago, Atlanta, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, we got uh, Caleb Williams and uh, and Justin Fields in the same category here, possibly, as a Steeler. Right. He goes <laughs> to the Steelers and we have Caleb. <laughs> or Atlanta. Or Atlanta for Justin. That also a possibility. And then Richardson. I'd like to see him for 17 games, see what that looks like. What does that look like? We saw a little glimpse just a little bit of him running with the football. Really good. I want to take a look. I want to see if that's the next C.J. Stroud, a healthy Richardson in Indianapolis. See what that looks like. I'm in, I'm very curious because I didn't think much of him in college at all. Great athlete, but I didn't think much at all as a quarterback. Absolutely and, not. And he looked good. Glimpse, but yeah. just a, a glimpse. But let me see. Frisky at quarterback. All right, next category. All right, two tiers left. This one's the most crowded. Conference title contenders. All of these teams should enter the season believing they can win their conference. Okay. Detroit, Green Bay, Philadelphia, Miami, the Los Angeles Rams, Cincinnati, Houston, and the New York Football Jets. (laughs) The The Jets. Jets. How about that? Uh Aha. Yeah, I would not have them in that tier. Why not? Tune in. Because I don't think they're good enough. Aaron Rodgers healthy. That could be different with Aaron Rodgers healthy now, pal. When you're a jet, you're a jet. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, that's good stuff there. I think people are going to have a problem with Philly being in there. My take on it is this. If I they, would agree that I would. All, I also have a problem with Philly being in there. If they aren't in position to win the NFC, I think their head coach gets fired. They have to figure this out. I and, read something yesterday. They said there are people in the organization regretting the Jalen Hurts contract. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I go with Miami and Philly in playoff regression. Fair. 
I, right, I and, won't fight it. And last one? Uh, the last tier is the Kansas City tier. Okay. Guess who's in that tier? <laughs> Kansas City and the Bear. The Bears. I, I heard Evan Cohen this morning say Chris Canty's power rankings next season should be two through six, and we'll just reserve one for Kansas City no matter what they do. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, anything with the playoff regression as far as uh, Detroit or Green Bay or conference title? What do Detroit you think? Detroit would have been in playoff regression if not for the fact they kept both of their coordinators. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing they do is get better. Green Bay I'm a little more questioning on because the defense is still a problem, but they did fire Joe Barry. And by the way, we're calling it now in February. Shea is, is looking very optimistic about the Rams. Let's keep our eyes on them, what they do in the draft and free agency. Because I thought because of them, I thought they'd be dead, flatlining. Look at them. They're right back in there with McVeigh. Interesting. I love the tier list. I love them. Albert Breer, question mark, is coming up next on Cap and J-Hood. I think so. Yeah. Cap and J-Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Hello. Football on ESPN 1000. Hello, Bert. Albert Breer. Hey, Bert. Senior NFL writer for SI.com joins Captain Jay Hood. Bert's it. What? You're it, Bert. On ESPN 1000. What do you mean I'm it? We see, that's the game. I just tagged you, and you're it until you tag somebody else. Albert Breer. No, no, I'm not playing a game. I'm reading, Ernie, and I'm not it. Okay. On Chicago's home for sports. What Bert is it? Albert Breer. From Monday Morning Quarterback at SI.com joins us every Tuesday on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show, and Albert is on the hotline. That'd be the Carx Tire and Auto Hotline, Johnny. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Good morning to you, Albert. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? We're good. You don't get a snappy open like that from Dan Patrick, do you? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have my own sponsored jingle. No, I don't. Sorry about that. <laughs> all right, Albert, you're down at the Super Bowl all week, and you get to hobnob and talk to all the best because you're as wired as anybody. What do you think happens with Justin Fields? I think he gets traded. Um, I, I think I've been pretty consistent with that. Like mm-hmm. I, I um, you know, and I'm not going to waver. I. I just think in the end, um, you know, when if you're going to draft Caleb Williams first overall, and I think that's still a likelihood that, um, you know, you want to clear the decks for him, right? And you want to, you know, create, you know, a, a situation where he knows he's the guy and you're sinking everything into him. And I, I really think like maybe like the I, the, the 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 one you want you guys want to look at is is what Houston did with C.J. Stroud. Now they did have Davis Mills. But Davis Mills wasn't a first-round pick, right? So nobody was under the illusion that Davis Mills was going to be, you know, the future there in Houston when they drafted Stroud. And then, you know, they also had Case Case Keenum in the room. And this is sort of an interesting detail, just because um, I think it illustrates how um, how teams can do this the right way. Um, you know, in August, obviously, there were quarterback injuries across the NFL, and. Um, the Texans got offers for Case Keenum, and they said no. Um, and the reason they said no is they thought Case was so good for C.J. Stroud, it was so good to have Case in the room for C.J. Stroud, that it wasn't worth a fifth or a sixth or a seventh-round pick for them um, to take that out of the room. And I, you know, I tell that story because I do think you know, the Texans prioritize creating the right environment in every single way for C.J. Stroud. And you know, I think if the Bears draft Caleb Williams, it would be on that to do that for him. And so, um, you know, Justin's a great guy, and I don't think that 
you know, anything would get overly toxic. But I think there'd be a natural awkwardness to having a guy who you drafted 10th overall three years ago sitting in the room with Caleb Williams. So I think you would look to remove that. So, so Albert, what was the infrastructure for the Texans to strike while the iron was, was hot last year to get to the playoffs that the Bears could learn from? I mean, I think first and foremost, it's having a coaching staff that's on the, on, the, on the same page, right? Like having a coaching staff where everybody is sort of in lockstep. And, um, you know, D'Amico Ryan's going in and bringing in Bobby Slowick, who was going to run an offense that D'Amico was familiar with from San Francisco. And then, you know, Gerard Johnson, and I think this is sort of a, a stroke of luck, but their quarterback's coach actually had background with C.J. Stroud going back to high school, believe it or not. So, um, you know, and then, you know, if you want to look and you go further back, I think Doug Peterson did a really good job of this with, with Carson Wentz way back. And, you know, it didn't work out long-term with Carson Wentz, but they had a great first two or three years with him. And one of the reasons why is that they stacked the coaching staff, right? Like, so they had Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator, John Filippo as the quarterback's coach. They put, they put Chase Daniel in the quarterback's room. It was sort of like his version of Case Keenum there. Um, so they just created this infrastructure around the quarterback and you know um i think one thing that you know the bears already have done in that going in that direction is is getting shane waldron in there you know um and obviously you know matt eberflus is, is comfortable with that shanahan style of offense having had luke Getzey there the last two years um and so there's going to be carryover in what shane waldron's doing and shane waldron obviously has a great track record of late working with quarterbacks and doing what he did with Geno smith in seattle so I think the Bears have already taken steps in that direction, um, you know, and, and, and I do think another good step would be getting a good veteran quarterback in there um, to be the guy that can play, you know, if, if, if it's not the right thing to push Caleb onto the field right away, and we're talking about him like he's already on the team, he's not, but I'm just you know, going through the hypothetical here, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then, and, then, um, and then whenever Caleb does play, can be a great resource and sounding board for him in that quarterback room. So I had somebody tell me that Luke Getze really, really liked coaching Tyson Bajet and the offense just worked better from his perspective. Luke is now working for the Las Vegas Raiders. So as you look at where this team is right now, the fan base and certain members of the media, oh, they can get a lot for Justin Fields. Others in the league are saying to me, He's not as well regarded in the league as maybe yeah. he is outside the league. Is that accurate? I, you know, I, I think on the high end with Justin, and again, you guys know how much I think of him, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, you, you can get there, but, and you can get to a point where you can look at him and say he could be, he could really grow into something more than he already is. I just think the conclusion across the league right now is you have to build it a certain way around him. Um, the same way the Eagles built it around Jalen Hurts. And if you look at Jalen Hurts' history, right, where he really took off as a player was halfway through his second year um, when the Eagles basically made the decision, we're putting in the Oklahoma run game. And they put in the Oklahoma, and it, it sounds like almost counterintuitive that that would make him better as a passer. But when they put in the Oklahoma run game and incorporated him into the Oklahoma run game and incorporated pass play action off the Oklahoma run game, they saw um, – a much more comfortable quarterback, a guy who felt more confident in what he was seeing out there, and it, ref- it was reflected in his play. And so that's the tough thing. Is like you have to find a team that's willing to do those sorts of things for Justin in accommodating him. Um, he's, he's 
as you guys know, having talked to him, he's incredibly intelligent. Um, he's a big, strong kid with a big arm, obviously a phenomenal athlete. Um, the problem has been that he just doesn't see it fast enough, right? And the question is always going to be, can you, can, you, can you fix that? You know, some people believe you can, some people believe you can't. Um, but that's you know been the problem this first three years in the league um, is does he need to see the guy come open before he throws it instead of throwing with anticipation? Um, is he getting through um, his progressions fast enough? Um, that's still a lingering issue, and um, you can do things to game that up, but you have to play offense a certain way. And are you willing to do that for a guy? Um, that's really the question. So I think for for Justin, it's going to be. And for the Bears, too, you know, presuming they trade him, it's going to be about finding a fit in that way, a team that's willing to do those things to accommodate him. And maybe, I mean, look, like, you know, it could be, um, you know, him going to him going to one of these teams that's in the middle of the first round that, you know, is really looking at it right now and says to themselves, um, we don't think there's going to be a quarterback there in the middle of the first round that we like. We have a needed position, so let's go and do it, you know. They kind of have Atlanta circled as one of those teams, you know, that, that might be in that sort of spot. Albert, with all the amenities and the pop and circumstance is around um, the Super Bowl in Vegas, where do you place this Super Bowl amongst others you've covered as far as city, everything else that you need? Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, those casinos, I mean, as you guys know, um, they're designed to trap you. And so <laughs> things that you might simply, you know, you pull out your phone and, um, you know, it looks like something's a short walk away, and then it takes you like like twenty five minutes to get out of the casino that you're in. You know, and get and get down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be a little tricky. The traffic traffic was awful. I mean, I don't know. That there's a real way to alleviate that, but you know, it's pretty good. Like, I think we'll go back there. Um, if I had graded, I'd say like a B plus. Um, mm-hmm. It was pretty easy to navigate a lot of it. The stadiums downtown. Um, the teams were far away. But, I mean, that's just from our media standpoint. We've made things a little harder, you know, when you had to go and, and talk to the players and coaches. But I thought overall, overall it was really good. You know, overall I'd say, I don't know, B+. plus. It's not New Orleans, you know, but I've said this before, nowhere is New Orleans. Every Super Bowl should be in New Orleans. And it is criminal that they haven't been to New Orleans. We're going back next year. But that's going to have been 12 years, which is way too long. That should never happen again. Um you know, but I, I would say Vegas is up there, probably top five or six, and, and and I think that they will get in the rotation now. All right, I want you to ponder this while we take a quick break. What was worse, blowing a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl as the OC when you stopped running the football, or not knowing the overtime rules and not preparing your team? We'll get Albert's perspective on that next. Let's go, man. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. Cap and Jay Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. Albert Breer with us every Tuesday on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. You had a question for Albert. So you blow a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl over Tom Brady in New England. You stop running the football. <laughs> or your team openly admits multiple guys. I didn't know the rules. I didn't know they changed. One of them went to Harvard, Kyle Juszczyk. And uh, Eric Armstead said, I only knew the rule change because I looked up at the video board right before overtime. And there's 
video, there's an interview with Shanahan. Yeah, I just wish we'd have scored a touchdown and never let Mahomes on the field. Uh, you get the football either way. So, what's worse? Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess the latter. I, I, it sort of made me wish that they had, um, they had scored a touchdown that first possession. <laughs> See if they would have celebrated. Oh, that would have like, been incredible. <laughs> um, hmm. then they had to clear the field or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess this is like, like sometimes I, I will say this. Sometimes in these situations, you'd be surprised by how little players know. Um, and it does happen that way, you know, and I, I, I think like it's, it's like it, it, these are basic things that sometimes need to be taught and need to be drilled over and over and over again. And I, I think honestly that that's been the strength of coaches like Andy Reid and Bill Belichick over the years is that they're so detail oriented, and these little things never slip, you know. And um, yeah, I mean it obviously didn't reflect well on the Niners that 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 that, that many guys didn't know the rules. Um, but I'll be honest, I had forgotten too. Had you guys? No, I mean, we I did. Mean, the- I, honestly, when they went to overtime, I had forgotten. I was like, oh, that's right. <laughs> they voted that through, you know what I mean? Like, So I don't know. You watch enough maybe, college football. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm a space cadet, too. No, you watch enough college football well, to I'm know. De- that I'm, de- you- I'm definitely a space cadet. I'll, I'll correct that. I'm definitely a, space cadet. <laughs> a self-admitted space cadet. That's what you yeah. just did right there for everybody. Yeah. So, so what does that do? What do you think about next season? Kansas City with this run. We were talking about yeah. – we, we, we brought in the conversation, Albert. We talked about not necessarily yeah. like Mahomes the best in the NFL. We talked about in all of sports how, you know, before he's 30, all these accomplishments sure. he's had, more than Magic Johnson, more than Michael Jordan at this age. What does that say for Mahomes as the athlete in all of sports? Yeah, I would say – I mean, I think it's – it's interesting because I do think the comparison is there, and I'm actually writing something on that this morning. Where, you know, it, it's the athlete who's great enough to affect the, the 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 legacies of other athletes, and you know, it's like Brady. Like, how much of an effect did Brady have on Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning's ability to win championships? Right? Those are great, great quarterbacks, all-time quarterbacks. And Peyton Manning got two. And Aaron Rodgers got one. So between them, they got three. How many more would they have had if it weren't for Tom Brady, right? And you bring up Michael Jordan. How many would Carl Malone's Jazz have won? How many would Gary Payton's Sonics have won? Mm. Would the Sonics have moved to Seattle if they had won a champion? Moved from Seattle if they had had a championship, right? Patrick Ewing's Knicks. Um, that's sort of like the way I look at this, right? Like is that, you know, Mahomes' greatness has got a chance to not only – you know, put him on the level of all those other athletes, but also affect, you know, the legacies of other great athletes. You know, Joe Burrow, you know, I think Joe Burrow is probably the top contender to to Mahomes' throne, but how many does he get? You know, how many does Josh Allen wind up with? How many does, you know, Justin Herbert get? You know, Lamar Jackson, does he have one if it's not for Patrick Mahomes now? It's, It's really interesting that way, you know, like where you've got, and I think that that's like probably the the most elevated level of athlete, where it's like their greatness isn't just their greatness. Their greatness is affecting a lot of other people in their era as well. Hey, man, have a great rest of your day, okay? Thanks, guys. Appreciate we it. We appreciate you. Yeah, there There's he is, Albert Breer, Breer, and he's on the Car X Tire at Auto Hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Don't worry, call the car. 
Coming up, we talk about the Chicago Bears and talking about the quarterback position. Hey, are you going to be patient with the Bears, or do you believe that the Bears are a quarterback away from getting to the playoffs? Also, what's the right decision in playoff overtime? All that coming up at our 9 o'clock hour. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10.